You're listening to Father Lead with Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. <laughs> All right, and welcome back to a new episode of Father Lead. Every time I hear that open, I can't help but laugh. You've only heard it once. Uh, no, no, the last I, podcast. Yeah, I've heard it, but ah! but watching the video over and over again—that's ah, a crash. Oh man, that that is a that is one ah! hell of an open. That is one hell of an open, uh, but hey, what what race was it? What race was it? Come on, I can't I can't say. Nobody it. can say. Nobody can say. You know, um, Jordan Pickrell made a guess. Did he? You know what he guessed? What did he guess? The 1979 Daytona 500. Not a bad guess. Not a not a terrible guess. Um, I, I'll give you this. I'll give I, you no, this. I, I gave him. I said. I said. What I said to him was, and I think I said this publicly in the comment to his post. I said. Right track, wrong race. Yeah, so it, it's at Daytona. Right. And we'll even give you a little bit more of a hint. It's in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, um, Benny Parsons and Bob Jenkins were not calling races in 1979. Yeah. So, but anyways, good, that was a good guess. Appreciate the effort. Uh, but welcome back to a new episode of For the Lead. It's season two, episode nine, a uh, Fontana recap episode. And then we are NASCAR's number one podcast that is backed by factual evidence. Timothy, how you doing? Everything's great. You look like you're in a food coma. What'd you get done doing before you... Uh... Huge happy birthday to my daughter. Ten years old? Uh, ten years old. A decade old today. Remember when you turned ten? No. It was no. only 11 years ago for me. I, uh, I don't remember what happened yesterday, so I do not remember being ten years old. Wow. What I've been in... I, I can only really think about it in terms of grades. So I can remember being in fourth grade. I remember a lot of fourth grade memories, so I would have been ten then, so... I guess I kind of do. Uh, I don't remember um, birthday party at 10, but uh, big happy birthday to uh, Emma. <laughs> you almost forgot her name. I didn't forget her name. Oh, big oldest, happy birthday to... Oldest uh, daughter. Oldest um, daughter, that is right. Yep, so... That is right. Crazy. She'll be driving in six years. Oh, my God. She's going to get a car before you. Oh, my God. That is not true. <laughs> I'm actually going to get a car tomorrow oh right yeah, yeah. so yeah. don't you worry about okay. it it's gonna be, gonna be a nice toyota supra uh yeah leading the way yes, i'm sure hey it's all good anyways so i kind of want to jump right into it today we got a lot of big nascar news coming out today um william byron tested the next gen car and rumor has it that he fenced it really yeah come on bill are you serious yeah rumor has it he, got, he grabbed the wall <laughs> but wow. anyway Anyways, NASCAR announced oh, I bet, that... I bet Childress's crew is not happy. They've been building that car and taking it all around. But Jones fenced it, too, at, at Fontana. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. So it, it's all good. But uh, NASCAR to switch to single lug nut I wheel. Mean, that's a big deal. For 2021 with the next-gen car. Uh, thoughts on the move? This is big breaking news. I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah, what, and, what's your thoughts? And, I mean, the whole... We're going to talk about that and some other things that uh, kind of came out yesterday. I think the 2021 NASCAR season is going to be something we have never seen before. It's going to be something like we've never seen before. And I think the anticipation is going to be bigger than ever. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think that NASCAR is going to have its, its biggest rating season in, in, in over a decade in well, 2021. Even the- and back to the original headline, which is the single lug nut. You know, I was reading, a lot of people may think, Oh, this is gonna, um, you know, pit stops are gonna be like ten, uh, five second pit stops. It's not gonna apparently. It's 
the tire changers are going to stay. You know, they're all going to be the yeah. same. People are going to be. The only in thing's place. different is just one lug, right? But it actually it it's not just like and it's in. It screws in a lot long. It takes a longer to screw yeah, yeah. in because it's but bigger. it's still shorter. It's still a shorter amount of time than it that it takes to do five lug nuts. But it's not as quick as you may think. I'm, I'm going to say around. A it's 10, about ten sec, ten, 10 to eleven yeah. second pit stops is going to be going to be the norm now. So I mean, so potentially nine second pit stops could yeah. be, could be you know somebody comes in at nine second pit stop. But I mean, this is. I think the tire looks awesome. I think it looks very sporty, and I, I was reading up on it, and apparently it's a, it's kind of a safety thing, too, because um, with the aluminum or, or whatever it is in the tire, um, the one lug is a lot stronger than the five, so if you, like, if you say they didn't get one tight, blowing a tire, oh, yeah. blowing a tire would be a lot do a lot more harm and it, it was, it was and a safety thing. There's no way not there's no way to send them out on the track with a loose wheel. Yeah, you, you loose, loose wheels wheel, are you're over. done. I mean, it's over. There's no, there's no more. I, I got a vibration loose yeah. wheel, or you know, so that's over there. I mean, no lug nut checks anymore. No right. lug nut violations I, because once you do it, it's on. I mean, and it's not like you can half do it. You're gonna know it's tight. You, you've got to yeah. do it the whole way. Yeah. So I'm a fan of it because I think it leaves the racing on the track. You know, you, you're watching your favorite driver dominate. There's nothing worse than him coming in for a green flag stop. It's a great stop. He gets out and goes, "Boys, I got one loose." Uh, there's yeah. nothing worse than that. So or I, they I, knock. Uh, I mean, what the valve? Are they, is, is there going to be a valve stem and all that? I mean, I'm like sure there'll still be a valve stem. Maybe they'll. Are they going to? They're not going to knock that off. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't they normally like hit that with the little? Well, that's that how they knock it off. They hit it with the gun. Well, they maybe don't, it's maybe they it's going to be hidden. Yeah, I don't oh, know. The placement work. of it will be. Well, apparently, yeah. the it's going to be cheaper for the teams because they can reuse yeah. the wheels. Really? Right. They can reuse the, yeah. the wheels. Yeah. Um, not the tires, obviously, but the wheels. The wheel, yeah. And so, I mean, over the long run, it's going to be cheaper for teams. So, I think yeah. it's um, – I mean, it's not eliminating pit crew members, which is a good thing in my opinion. The glue guy's job is going to get a hell of a lot easier. Right. There is no more glue. That's, there is a glue guy. It just gets a whole lot easier. Well, what does he do? What does he glue? He glues the lug nuts on onto the tire. I know he does that now, but what's he going to glue next year? Nothing. One lug. <laughs> I don't think that's how it is, though. Isn't the lug, like – isn't – it like in the gun? Hell, I don't and know. You just you put the tire on, the, and the lug nut is already in the gun. When so you they'll put preload the gun. it in a gun like a bullet. I think that's how it. So if a crew member's is. pissing me off, I can shoot them with the. I don't lug. think they take their hand and they put the lug nut in. I think the gun inserts the the one lug nut into the wheel. I don't know. I man. think shall be interesting to see but we actually put up a twitter poll today asking if you thought it was a good move and i'm a bit surprised by the twitter poll it's 69.2 percent no people were not liking um the one lug move and i can tell you for one the dude who was in a bickering war with me last night on the full lead twitter page is probably not a fan of this um well they'll uh, you know they'll like it next year when their driver wins yeah well, when it makes a difference for their driver too yeah. and i i think it's you know the sport is transcending. I think that's a, a great move. I I think the wheel looks amazing. Well, and and you know the wheel news comes on the the day after. I'm a part of this. Like uh, I mean, I think thousands of fans are, and I'm, I I just clicked a link and signed up and became part of the fan mm -hmm. council. So I get a survey after every race, and also the ch big huge change potential huge branding change for this sport next year is there are six different paint scheme concepts really just number design number and sponsor design number placement that they are coming well and sponsor placement yeah um that they're coming out with 
and I mean, one of them is kind of normal, but the number and sponsor is on the sponsor is on the, if you're looking at the car, the sponsor now on one of the designs, the number would still be big, but the sponsor would be on the left-hand side. Uh, there's one where it's just the whole door is the sponsor and yeah. the number is on the quarter panel. There's one where the number is on the bottom on of the, the quarter on panel. On the rocker panel. There's one where the number is very small on the window. Uh, there's one where the number is all the way over on the door. I mean, it's it's potential drastic changes. Well, I've been a big fan of NASCAR's moves recently, but I think with this one, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I, I think, you know, maybe moving the number to the rocker panel, like, eh, maybe I could adjust to that, but I like where the numbers are now. I think, obviously, you put it on the window, how are you going to tell which car is which? I have no idea. Yeah, that, I don't know how that, you know that, I don't know how that would work. That's just going to be... There were two options that we both liked. It was the one on the rocker panel. Moved over to the left, which I kind of like. To the that. right, yeah, I me. liked that one. I thought um, that was a that was an interesting concept because I think they're trying to get give the sponsors as much and more exposure than in the past. Yeah, but because I think, that gives this that gives that sponsor a bigger side, a bit more room on that left hand side than it does the right hand side over the tire. Yeah, but I think the the number placement where it is now is where it should be. They're going for wholesale changes. I mean, you know, but a, they're leaving it up to the fans to vote, and uh, looking on Twitter, not a lot of fans have been real happy with well, any other. Them, isn't one of them like just the way it is now, or is yeah, it a yeah. little bit different? I mean, it's it, just the way it is now, and I think a lot of fans really like that one and the one on the rocker panel, which, if you're looking at the driver's side door, it's it's to the to the right of that. But I right don't know how you. The... I mean, I can't imagine numbers are still a huge part of this sport. People get the numbers tattooed on their bodies. Yeah, so. To, to, to make the number that, I mean, we're talking about the number is the size of both my hands put together yeah. in the window. I mean, that's just not realistic. I, I, that's so a bit wild. That's, that's, that's a bit like. That's reaching a little bit. Because, you know, some of these cards have, I mean, it, it would be one thing if it were the days when everybody's sponsor stayed the same throughout the whole season. You'd know. You'd know who who was who, but right, every but, sponsor changes right, every race. Right, but like this weekend, Kyle Busch is racing the Sport Clip scheme, which is traditionally an Eric Jones scheme. Right. Eric Jones is racing the Interstate Battery scheme, the same paint scheme right. Kyle nope, has. We so, don't even know who was who. Who is that? Because you can't see them. You wouldn't right. even be able to tell who it was driving. Right. They just flopped numbers this weekend, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting to see. I'm surprised NASCAR put that out. That is, that is like a big swing at uh, seeing what they can do. But... Um, should be interesting to see what what that next gen car will look like and uh, what the number will look like um, here in here in the future. And, and another thing I want to hit on, and I know you're excited about this, Chase Elliott is the first one in line to get his ass served to him on a silver platter. I'm excited. I mean, at Atlanta, you're, you're you know, come on. I'm having fun with it. I'm not taking it as serious as you are. Chase doesn't win. He doesn't win. I, it doesn't. Is this to beat Kyle Busch or is it to win the race? Beat Kyle Busch. So they could finish 30th and 29th, and Chase finishes 29th, and he gets 100 grand. Yeah, but I'm sure that's not how he wants to do it, which, well, right, but, which is but, why I think Chase has another truck race scheduled, and it's at Kansas. Yeah, but I think I think it could be over by then because it could, Kyle it could definitely, Larson could, have, could beat him at it. It could be over by then. Up, what, next week? Well, Atlanta's. Not this weekend, but next weekend. And then and then Homestead's the weekend after so Atlanta. It's so it's back-to-back weeks. Um. So, yeah, it should be interesting. Kyle Larson um, will step in the truck to challenge Kyle at Homestead. Hooters truck for Chase. Hooters truck um, for Chase. excited about that. I, I told you I want to get the die cast. What did I say that? The die cast pack. 
Did I say I wanted to get that? What yeah, were you talking about? The the diecast pack, like Kyle's truck and uh, Chase's truck and Kyle's truck, or yeah. Larson's truck, yeah. I should say. Um, definitely should be interesting. Um, I think Kyle's going to get beat. I don't know who's going to beat him. I think somebody's going to beat him. I think Larson has the best shot. I'll say that. Yeah, but, I mean, I think, I think, I think for Chase to do it, he's going to need some help from Kyle. Like Kyle messing up? Yeah. Which Kyle doesn't But really I don't know. Do I mean, he that. could have some great truck and 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 i mean uh but it, that's gonna be a fun race to watch that's gonna be yeah. what, friday night is that under the lights in atlanta um i don't know if that race is friday last year they did the xfinity and truck race on the same day on saturday so let me look here at the schedule um let's see going straight to nascar.com we can find all your nascar news i don't know why i'm plugging nascar.com now but i i guess while i'm looking for this uh, right now is a good time to plug our social media handles. Timothy, you want to go ahead and do that? You can follow us on Twitter at FutherLead. You can follow us on Instagram at FutherLead. You can follow us on Facebook at FutherLead. You can email us at FutherLead at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, our YouTube channel, which is... Uh, which know. is under construction right now. It's under a little bit of construction. Why don't you get going on that? Yeah, well... We'll have to see. So Saturday, March 14th. No, it's Saturday. So it's Saturday. Saturday. Looks like it's going to be... Saturday night? Uh, no, I believe it's it's 1.30 p.m., oh, wow. and I believe the Xfinity race is to follow after that. Let's see, Atlanta. Yeah, 4 p.m. on that Saturday, so it's going to be a doubleheader day. Boom. Wow, interesting. Um, I think it's cool that Chase is doing it at his home track. I think it's really cool that two guys got a deal together um, that fast, both in GMS trucks. I think if Chase wins, Kyle should have to go to the pool hall and ring the bell himself. You know, that's, I don't know about that. Why? Well, that's like saying Chase Elliott should show up at KBM and kiss Kyle's ass in his office. Well, I mean, this is a this is a bet. This isn't just well, any he gets a hundred thousand dollars. It, it isn't any race. It's a hundred thousand dollars to win. I, my or opinion, to beat Kyle. My, my guess is, you know, everybody talks about it. Who, whatever driver wins and they get a hundred thousand dollars, they're going to donate that probably to Kyle's charity. That's my guess. I bet they do. Uh, I don't know if the whole. I, uh, I believe, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm going to – okay, well, I'm going to put that out there that, that you know, they should do that. So listen they to me. That's what you should do. Um, you know, so I'm putting it on the drivers now. Yeah. So listen um, to me. You win, you donate that money to, to Kyle and them's charity. And I forgot to put here in the notes, but Denny Hamlin also has funding for that, but he cannot find a truck ride. Yes, because he wants to drive a KBM truck. Kyle KBM won't take his won't money. Let him because it's Coke Energy, and yeah. they got rowdy energy. And that is a oh, that is a mess. Wait, kind of got to believe Kyle's probably not very happy about that. Oh no, of course he's not happy about it. I mean, Denny has the money, but Kyle, like he, I know he he doesn't want to lend him the truck, but right, he but can't. Den- but Denny's saying on Twitter, "Hey, to the." What Kyle Busch Foundation your found, to your founders? To your founders, why don't you have he them says, take yeah. something? I mean, basically trying to Denny, trying to coerce them, talk them yeah. into doing this, even though it's competing energy drinks, and it's just not a yeah. practical thing when you're trying to launch a new energy drink. Denny said, Kyle. when he beats Kyle, he will donate fifty thousand to Bundle of Joy, and he'll keep fifty thousand for himself. So that's what he has said he's going to do with it. Yeah, he said he will donate fifty thousand if he win. He, he noted it that way. Got to love the confidence. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Out of all the three, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, and Denny Hamlin, I would rather see Denny and Kyle go head-to-head. I well, think we're going to see two of them go head-to-head. Yeah, I think that's more of an interesting battle. I agree, I agree with you. 
So. Oh, I agree with you. I think that has the potential to be the most dramatic. And yeah. Kyle to get – I think Denny is at the point where he's kind of like, oh, it's Kyle, and he just waves him off. You know, it's. I think he's kind of moved on from the Kyle – aggression or, or annoyance that he gets from Kyle. Well, Kyle doesn't, guys. but I think Kyle still would be annoyed if something happened on the other side. And yeah, and I think Kyle gets more annoyed at Denny now than Denny does at Kyle. Well, I'm trying to say. yeah, I think, I think in every other competitor, I think in Kyle, Lart, like I think Kyle Bush strikes a little bit of like, uh, you know, makes, makes all the other drivers a little bit scared. I think Denny Hamlin's like, that's ah, Kyle. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Right. You know, because he Kyle has that intimidation factor in him, but I don't think Chase is scared of Kyle. No, I don't think Chase is. I, I don't. I wouldn't say scared is the right word. I'd say like a little intimidation. Like you, you know, like oh, that, that, that's Kyle Bush. But you know, with Denny being his teammate, and they've kind of had the run-ins throughout the year. I think Denny's like, nah, I don't care. That's Kyle. You better keep him away from me. I had this race one. 2010 All Star race. Wow, what what a time. Um, another thing. This has kind of been in the news and. And uh, maybe the worst kept secret the last couple of weeks, but uh, Brad Kozlowski to the forty-eight is picking up a lot more traction. I'm, I'm calling it now. Is it a done deal? I think it's a done deal. Or is there still hope sources, for drivers such as Larson and Chastain? Sources tell me it's a done deal. Is your sources drunken Brian France? France because he also told us one thing last year that ended up being a total swing and a miss. Right, but um, my sources tell me this is this is locked and loaded. Can you confirm your sources? You don't tell who your sources are. You gotta confirm okay. your sources. I've when you're writing, I have confirmed them. I don't have to tell them who they God, tell Timothy, you. Who did, they you are. To, did you go to college? You I write... went to journalism school, and you don't tell your sources. You don't tell your sources. So when you're writing a paper, and look you're at all saying, these White House people reporting on the White House, none of them ever give their they they go to jail uh, before on. they give their sources. Come on, it's government people. They do what they jail. want. It's government people. They do what they want. But when you what you're do write... you want to know? What's your point? What do you want to know from me? Who's your source? Me, <laughs> you, okay. you, you, uh, me. God, um, I, I think it. I, I. So you, you think all hope is lost for like Larson and Chastain or yes, you know other I drivers? I think that. Wow. I think, and I told you this before. I, I re- saw the that you know that it was it's seeming more and more. He's at the top of the list. I think Keselowski can bring so much knowledge, and I think he is a driver that is. Could be is going to be a very good teammate, a very helpful teammate, a very encouraging teammate, and has so much knowledge about the cars and the way he thinks about the cars and the races and his mindset. I think he has the potential to elevate Hendrick. We've seen an elevation this year with the new car, but I think he has the potential to bring knowledge to the table that some of these other drivers can't, and Hendrick already has enough young drivers, so they don't necessarily need another 20-year-old in the car. Inter- they don't need another 25- or 30-year-old. He can be the veteran at Hendrick Motorsport. Interesting you say that about the teammates, and my rebuttal to that has been you've been critical of the I type teammate Brad Kozlowski's been to Ryan Blaney. Just to Ryan Blaney. Um, but I saw a change in that last year at Martinsville when he bumped Blaney and then let him go. and then just pulled over and let him go, which I thought was surprising. Um, which so you, you think he's a good teammate to Byron? You don't think? I think he can be um, a very good leader for that organization. So you think he steps in and he's the leader? You don't think Chase Elliott's the leader of that organization? No, I don't. I, I no, I don't. 
Wow. I mean, you can't sit here and say, and I'm going to just take my Chase Elliott fan. I mean, yes, I'm a Chase Elliott fan, but you can't sit here and tell me that somebody with no championships and, what, six wins is the leader of Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. He's the most popular driver. Yes, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was the most popular driver. He's not wasn't the leader of Hendrick Motorsports. I, uh... um, and I think Keselowski, I think Hendrick is looking for somebody that can come in there and take their program even and continue to move it up. And I, I think I think the whole fact that they've got three young guys in there, they need someone that that has that experience and is a proven champion. Plus you factor that in with Brad Keselowski really should have been at Hendrick Motorsports to begin with yeah. in that five car. And this is this is it, it all seems to be falling into place. It seems like the time is now for Keselowski to leave Penske. Um, I don't think he's happy there. I don't think he's happy with this swap in crew chiefs. I think he's ready for a change. Well, he kind of get got the butt into the deal with the crew chiefs with right. with Jeremy Bullins. Um, but to go back on your leadership comment i don't know if i really agree with that i mean jimmy had seven championships but everybody knew the 24 was the leader of that organization yes but right it's difficult though yes jimmy had seven championships but jeff gordon uh, jeff gordon was such was so much bigger than hendrick motorsports than jimmy johnson jeff gordon transcended nascar unlike what Jimmy Johnson did. Um, but Chase Elliott, some can argue that Chase Elliott's going to be the part of that wave that well, I'm not, but, transcends but, but, the sport. Right, yeah, no, but Keselowski's not signing into a 10-year deal. I mean, he's probably got what? I mean, he's not got 10 years left. No. So, I mean, you. The, the, I think Hendrick Motorsports does not want – they want – they want to try to. They're not going to replace Jimmy Johnson first and foremost. No, you not, can't. No, you can't replace Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> you, you can't, can't replace, replace Jeff Gordon. Um, but of all the drivers that out, are out there, if you're looking for somebody who can come in with the knowledge and thinking about the races and the race cars like Keselowski does, sure, I think Keselowski's really gone through a transition too from the days of. The Jeff Gordon fight in what, 07? When was that? Um, I don't remember. When Excuse me, what was that? The what fight? The Jeff Gordon fight at Texas. You oh, know, that, 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 that was, was that whole stretch where everybody hated Keselowski, and, and, and he was running his mouth and stuff. I think he has really matured a lot since then, especially in the last couple of years. And, I mean, I, I, I'll first and foremost say I didn't picture myself, like, supporting this. But I actually do support this. I actually do want Keselowski to be. I don't necessarily think, and I'll say this: I don't think he should go over there and be in the forty-eight car. I think 25. he should go over there and be in the car he was intended to be in, which is the five. five. Yeah, no, don't bring the twenty-five back. That's Tim Richmond. So I think I'm going to call it Keselowski to the five ally Hendrick Motorsports. Interesting, interesting. Well. When do you think that announcement's made? I don't think they're going to make that announcement until uh, after halfway. I don't think. So after I July, think you know, I think the focus is on Jimmy. I think everything needs to be on Jimmy. I think that's the way that that's the way it should be. Well, Jimmy, um, you know, just Jimmy Johnson. This is a seven-time champion. And what was I? You know, 
we've only seen, you've never seen a seven-time champion retire. I saw Richard Petty retire. Earnhardt did not get the chance at seven championships to retire. I mean, so this is a monumental moment. This is a Richard Petty-type moment in our sport. And we're seeing that week after week. And what's so great about it is he's not running like Richard Petty is. And, I mean, we talked, I mean, he is... (laughs) What <laughs> Richard Petty went out, <laughs> went out a, on a shield. Out. He, you know, every fighter says, you know, I'm going, I'm coming yes, out on my throne or coming out on my like shield. It looked like that was potentially going to happen to Jimmy John. I know yeah. we're three races into the season, but it is not a fluke, and it is not. He didn't. He did not. He did not luck his way into being up front all day at Daytona. He did not luck his way into a top five or top five finish at Vegas. He did not luck his way into running in the top five. The whole race at California, and and really on the last lap, dropped back two spots. You don't luck your way into that so far, what we've seen. So I think we're on the verge of Jimmy Johnson having a very, very good season. Top eight in the points type season, I'm going to say. And potentially a, a win at Martinsville gets him into the final four. Not ruling that out at all, which would be unbelievable. Um, so Gabe, I know you're listening and probably excited to hear that, but the focus back to your original question, they want it to be all, it's a very special year. This is Jimmy's last year. The focus needs to be on him until we get, till we get into the, into the late summer. So continuing on with Jimmy Johnson, spot on or spot off Jimmy's emotional tribute at Fontana. When you are, are you talking about the five wide salute? Five wide salute is girls dropping the green flag. I thought that was great. You know what? And, and what we haven't talked about is he almost got the friggin' pole. Yeah. We were watching I called this, it. and I was staying. I had to. I mean, I don't rarely do I jump up from the couch unless like Chase is going to win or something. But I came off of the couch because Jimmy was about to get the pole, and he's on the front row, daughters waving the green flag. I thought I thought that was a very magical moment. That was really really special. Yeah, it was really cool to see, and I feel like you know a lot of the tracks will honor him. Um, or every track will honor right. him this year, but I don't. I think California is something special because that's his home track. And yeah, and they're not going back there, obviously. And it, you're yeah. right; it's his home track. And I read a stat. Um, he's actually completed every single lap of every single Fontana race he's been in. That not many drivers can say that about many tracks in their career. And, that's, you know, was, that's really impressive. I was telling you yesterday. Um, you know, this is a interesting time in the sport because we have not had a season. Potentially, depending on who wins the championship this year, we have not gone into a NASCAR season where the most championships any driver has won is two. And we are potentially on the verge of that this year. And that has not happened in, in what, 50 years or more? Way before I was even thought of. Me too. So, definitely, uh, wow. Hey, 2021 is really going to be something to behold. For, for the sport of NASCAR. Um, NASCAR Heat 4, road course series. I'm just going uh, to set you up. I'm just going to set you up to talk, and you can... NASCAR Heat 4, road course series. You don't say road course series when you threw in restrictor blades. And road course restrictor like, blades. Like, I got... You All know, your favorite touch screwed at Daytona, and I'm like, what, 35 points out of the lead? Why'd We're you not get, doing why, stage racing. Why'd so you get screwed? Okay, I eliminated stage racing to help you. I put road courses and restrictor blade, your favorite and best type tracks in I there. I never want to race Road America again. Oh, God, that was so – that race that was like two was hours. That was the longest race, and it was it's the longest track I've ever been in, oh, a part of in my entire life. God almighty, it was like two hours. And you had to pit every five laps. 
and it was just it was a miserable experience. And neither of us won. No, I ran out of I almost won. I ran out of gas coming up the hill at the end. <laughs> I knew you were gonna I lost. I knew you weren't gonna win coming and then up the hill. You passed me. You had to yeah. pit for fuel and you still passed me. Well, I think what really screwed you is uh like you were coming down pit road and then you said nope and hopped across the grass and, <laughs> and stayed out. But uh if I had good. saved a little bit of that lap though, I probably would have made it up yeah. the hill. Wow. Well, that leads us into our first break of the night. When we come back, we're gonna go into our for the lead for the lead, screw excuse me. Race Rewind, and we're going to have a special guest for that, so stay tuned for that and all that and more. Crash. Trouble. You're listening to Follow Lead with Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. And welcome back to another episode of the Follow Lead podcast. Coming right out of break, but now we're going to get into our Follow Lead Race Rewind. Um, but this one, we have, a, we have a guest joining us for this. Uh, this is actually our first guest to join us on this segment. and Interesting, too, how all this unfolded. Yeah, very interesting. So joining us tonight on the Philly Race Rewind is Dalton Good. And uh, for those of you who don't follow Dalton on Twitter or Instagram or know him, uh, Dalton is a huge Kyle Busch fan. So it, it feels nice to have a fellow Kyle Busch fan on the podcast uh, uh, tonight. And what's really interesting is Dalton actually sat like – two or three seats over from us at the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Um, and we never even talked to him. No, no, never even met him. And I was like, hey, it's, Kyle, it's a big Kyle Busch fan. He had a big Rowdy Nation flag, and you could tell he was he was pumped. Um, so, Dalton, when you were sitting there for the 500 on Sunday, did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you'd be on the Father Lead podcast just a couple weeks later? Um, not really, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe... I didn't notice you guys, but uh, I remember um, Connor mentioned me last week saying, you know, that, uh, hey, we said next to you to the uh, State Phone 500. I'm like, hey, did you really? And then um, I looked at you guys later when you guys did a video of uh, Donald Trump landing in the back stretch, and I saw me in the background. Oh, like, yeah. Well, holy crap, you just did. <laughs> so, yep. uh, yeah, uh, first of all, I just want to uh, thank you guys for letting me on. I, really appreciate you uh, offering this to me. I think it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, man. So kind of tell us how you became a race fan and more specifically a Kyle Busch fan. Uh, we all know Kyle is he's the second most popular driver, according to last year's stats, but he's also one of the most hated drivers. Um, but I can attest that his true fans are huge fans of his. Um, so how did you become a NASCAR fan and a Kyle Busch fan? So it all started when I was uh, four years old. Um, my dad was a race fan. Um, he used to be a fan of uh, Andy Allison, but then uh, unfortunately, Davey lost his life in a uh, helicopter crash. And then he became a Dale Earnhardt fan right after that. And then unfortunately, Dale passed away from us as well. And so um, he still been watching the sport. And I remember I would always watch race with him and I will, and I just became hooked on it. Uh, I thought it was really fun to watch. This is something that I could follow for the rest of my life. And um, so the, the funny thing is I started off as a uh, Terry Labonte fan, and the reason why I was Terry Labonte fan is because um, I really liked his uh, Tony the Tiger car. <laughs> uh, I was just a fan of the process plays of what April Brunson every morning. And uh, so... I was a Terry fan from 2002 to 2005, and then Terry Bartlett, of course, was at the retirement age. You know, he's getting ready to head out, and I'm like, you know, 
well, who am I going to vote for now? And um, with how Bush stepped in to the uh, five car back in 2005, I thought, hey, you know what? I might as well go ahead and vote for this guy. And looking back on now, it's probably the best decision I've ever made. Um, it was kind of a struggle with Hendrick at first, but ever since he joined Joe Gibbs Racing, I've been having a lot of fun being a Kyle Busch fan, watching him win every single week and go out there and win the championship. <laughs> so we were we were talking last week, and you've actually been able to meet Kyle. I was telling you I've not been able to meet Kyle. I've actually had a bunch of unsuccessful uh, tries to meet Kyle. But you were a Nashville, Tennessee native, so you've been to Bristol a few times. Kind of tell us and our listeners, what's the best way to find Kyle and actually meet him? Well, I usually meet Kyle um, at the meeting um, That's the best way. I, I usually go meet Kyle. Uh, the first time I ever met Kyle was um, back in 2013 at Charlotte. Um, you see, my stepmom worked with a guy, uh, or with a girl, uh, sorry. Um, her cousin worked for Joby's Racing. He was an interior. And, uh, of course, uh, my stepmom was talking all about me and how big of a race fan I was. And uh, she decided that for my birthday, uh, back in 2013, she would um, take me to show his racing and get a tour inside, you know, their inside the shop and in their garage and where they work on all the stuff. And uh, and he was telling me about uh, that Joe racing has a fan fest uh, every October, and they said that's the best way to meet Kyle, and I can reserve a race for you if you want to go. I said, well, yeah, I'd love to. And uh, so I made, I went back there late that October. That was the first time. I ever met Kyle, and oh, oh and also I forgot to mention um, before um, I got the tour of racing, um, I actually got a hat in the mail for Christmas, and it ended up being a autographed Kyle Bush hat that said "Sudong Kyle Bush." I'm like, how did get this for me? And uh, my stepmom told me about the lady that she worked with and how her cousin worked at Joe's Racing, so. He helped me up with all that, and then I thought, you know, well, I want to keep meeting Kyle Bush every single year if I possibly can. And then at first, we want to see every single year he goes to this thing called Food City Family Race Night. So what that is is um, it's like a little uh, family get together uh, that night, the weekend of the race. They do it for the folks spring and night, and they'll invite some drivers. But um, you got to go over there get a wristband. They only get a limited amount of wristbands, so it's, what I do is go in there, get in line early, and try to get my wristband, and I always bring some out for a college sign, and then uh, usually he does that every single year. Uh, I don't know for sure if he's going to be doing it this year, but he has done it the past um, five years, so if you guys are possibly going to the Bristol Spring Race this year, maybe you could stop by in the, uh, that Friday night, and then maybe you guys have a shot to Kyle get his autographs, and uh, it's, it's, it's always fun when you're meeting your favorite driver. So, I hope you guys uh, go to the Bristol Spring Race, and I hope you guys get to meet your favorite driver. Yeah, for sure. We'll be at the the Bristol Spring Race. We'll have to very look into that and and meeting Kyle. We've come so, oh so very close so many times. But uh, before we jump into this segment, kind of tell me what's your favorite Kyle Busch memory, whether it's uh, him punching Logano to one of the championships, 200 win, <laughs> Bristol wins. What, what's your favorite Kyle moment? Crashing at Daytona, breaking in both his legs. Ah, oh, get out of here. 
Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, well, there's just so many. Uh, definitely, well, he ends up flipping off Joey Logano at the baseball class. I'm really sure about depression when he blew him over. But I have to say, my favorite college moment was back in the 2015 home Miami uh, championship race. So, very cool story. Um, my mom promised me that the week before the homestead race, this is when they were racing Phoenix, we were watching the Phoenix race, and you know, Kyle actually has a shot to get into the front four. And my mom told me, listen, I'm going to make you a promise right now. If Kyle Bush made the final four in Homestead, Miami, I will buy you tickets tomorrow, and it will fly down there. And luckily enough, Kyle ended up making the final four. So what me and my mom did is that we, uh, we bought uh, airplane tickets to Orlando. We spent the first two days of the weekend at Disney World, and then... That's the early that Sunday morning. We drove all the way from Orlando to Miami to go watch the race. And, um, man, it, I just can't describe the good feeling that was. Um, being here watching Kyle Boyd win his first ever championship after missing the first win in the race with a broken leg was just so, so special to me, and it always will be. Um, because I remember back at Daytona, you know, when Kyle broke his leg, I thought, you know, the season's over. I mean, what? I thought he had a good year to win the championship this year, and so far it's not looking so promising. But then, um, when Kyle came back, I was hoping he could make the playoffs and try to go into the championship, but it just still didn't seem likely after that record Michigan. Um, but then, after the Sonoma race, I thought he had hope again. And then, after that, he went on to win three races in a row at Kentucky, New Hampshire, and Indianapolis, I thought, you know, I think he's got a shot to win the championship. And luckily enough, he ended up making it there for the first time. And I was just, I'm just so lucky to be that I got, that I got to witness Kyle win his first career championship thanks to my wonderful, thanks to my wonderful mother. Yeah, definitely. That 2015 championship was something special. And I think a lot of Kyle Busch fans like myself definitely have that in their top memories. Uh, top favorite memories of, of Kyle Busch. Timothy wouldn't know anything about that as he's a Chase Elliott fan. Uh, and a, actually, I was a Dale Jarrett fan who won a championship. Thank you very much. Yeah, Timothy has the <laughs> reputation of being a pit hey, hey, I'll, I'll talk with Chase Elliott. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we like Chase Elliott too, but Timothy likes to rag on me for being a Kyle Busch fan and, and dog me, and I often have to remind him how many championships uh, his driver has. Well, I do want to mention, you know, you said <laughs> you were a Terry Labonte fan. It's a shame that you were a Labonte fan. That was not the prime of his career when you were a Terry Labonte fan. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you were probably pretty excited about his final win there at Darlington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the only Terry Labonte win that I've ever Oh, watched. my gosh. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Well, seriously, I, I never watched Terry Labonte win a race, but that was the only one that I've ever watched. Then after that, was our game, and then now I get to see Kyle win. Um, lots, lots of, oh, actually, fun fact. That I have to um, yeah, because you and Connor are both in your twenties. I'm I'm 36, so you know I was a my, I was right there. Um, I remember Davey Allison racing. So yeah, but uh, I got a fun fact for you guys. So I I used to live in near Bristol, Tennessee, but I don't anymore because I'm uh, living in Nashville. Um, I'm, I'm I'm done I'm done with college, and right now I'm working on 
try and get rate the career. But uh, anyway, when I lived in Bristol, uh, I would always, every Bristol race I went to, I've watched Kyle Busch with every single Bristol race. Uh, also, my husband is in his first championship in 2016, and I was also there to witness him win the Total 600 and become the first driver in history to win every single track. But unfortunately, with NASCAR 21 schedule at least, that's probably not going to last long. Uh, I also went to him. Uh, actually, I think, I think it's about it. Uh, usually, a lot of races I go to, I win this Cowboys win a lot. So uh, I guess I might do a good luck charm. I don't know. but um, Maybe Connor should start taking you to races. Uh, maybe. I've, I've only seen Kyle win in person one time, and that was at Bristol yeah. last year. So hopefully... Hopefully there'll be many more, many more opportunities where I can see Kyle win. Right, don't worry, there's more to come, bro. There's more to come. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, well, that that P two yesterday was promising, and that leads me. We're gonna jump right into our segment here, and I'm, I guess we're just gonna knock this out of the way. Um, all weekend, all we heard on Twitter and and through the NASCAR community was, ah, oh, JGR cars suck. JGR cars, there's something going on with them. They're not fast. You know, they're they're a step off from last year. And I'm like, shut up. It's like this is. Typical product of Joe Gibbs racing and practicing qualifying. We don't practice well. We don't qualify well, but our cars handle really well when it comes to the race. And at one point, I looked up, and the 19 was P2, the 18 was P4, and uh, the 11 was P5. So, well, and, and it's like I told you, uh, last year was like a, something that, that does not happen every year. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like a once-a-decade once type season for a team. So I, to expect Joe Gibbs Racing to be able to win 19 races and a championship and all the biggest races in the season year after year after year is just not realistic thinking. What are your thoughts? Well, I will admit I am really guilty of uh, wondering what was going on with Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, I deserve to be called a clown and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, well, <laughs> Well, you see, here's the thing. I mean, I just, I, I completely understand that Joe Gibbs Racing, they didn't have any good qualifying speed last season. I remember they had decent practice speed. I know they'd always be in the top, um, top 10 in practice. But you see, the thing is, every time I see them, you know, not in the top 10 for uh, in practice sessions, I'm like, you know, okay, well, we've got, we've got some work to do, I don't think. Right, but usually I get them the uh, race time to get their cars adjusted. And I think always think they'll be up there and get to the front. But after Las Vegas last week, I thought, uh, is something okay? I mean, because that was not normal. They'll get racing cars to me. Um, but I am very happy that they were able to turn things around. Um, I know I, I, I understand it's early in the season, but I, I think. Uh, another reason why I think Joe Gibbs Racing started off the bat is that I think the Hendrick cars have found something. Uh, Boom. They, they have gotten better, in my opinion. And so uh, with this new body changes that they made to the cars. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that's part, part of the reason why. But, you know, it's early in the season. I think Joe Gibbs Racing will still be competitive. They're still going to win races. I think they still got a lot of things up their sleeve this season. Uh but I, I do agree with what Kyle said after the California race last Sunday. I, I think they do have work to do, but California didn't have to. They, they think it's still 
two potential wins in that state, that they're not out to lunch, and that they're still, they're still going to do some good things this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, it always seems like early in the season, Gibbs kind of struggles a little bit. I mean, if you look back in recent years, the second race of the year was Atlanta, and, and Gibbs cars never really, you know, had good Atlanta races. I mean, the the one race I can really rip off the top of my head was Atlanta in 2016 where Kyle got third. But other than that, you know, it, it seems like Joe Gibbs comes out of the gate struggling a little bit. Penske always comes out fast. But at this point of the season, everybody has areas where they can improve. Um, Hendricks obviously found something, uh, as we saw the last two weeks. Um, so they've gained. Um, but, you know, that, that always just pushes other teams to, to work on their cars and get better too. So, I mean, I, I guess to cap that off, I mean, the cream always rises to the to the top. So uh, you can always, every every time Kyle, when, it, when Kyle and the Gibbs cars first qualified bad last year, I was like, what in the, and then you know, 75 to 100 laps in the race, they make their way forward. And, like, even with Boyer qualifying on the pole yesterday, I mean, he was fast in practice, got the pole, and then he just – he sunk. So where did he where did he even finish yesterday? So I, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, just no team is going to remain dominant forever. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, it's not like Gibbs is now – turned into roush i mean everybody's no. starting to kind of get a little overboard here yeah back but, it down a little bit yeah anyway so starting out the race they were really dicey uh jimmy johnson ryan blaney and alex bowman were mixing it up for the lead there for a little bit until the tires wore in what do you think of that racing I, are you talking to me yeah i thought it was a great race you know i'm notorious for not having a good memory later in life <laughs> i have no memory of last year's race at california <laughs> But um, oh, I, I feel like last year's race was just single file, or, or I don't know. But I mean, you know I, who won that race? Who, Kyle. Yes, yeah, Kyle won that 200th race. win. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So I kind of remember it now. Um, I mean, it seemed like almost. I mean, the drafting seemed way bigger this year than than what I can remember, and the bump drafting and the tandem drafting, and drivers getting mad. I mean, it was. I thought it was a. I mean, I know you, Connor, did not think vegas was that good of a race i mean i thought this race was much better than vegas i thought vegas was a great race but i mean i thought this was the best race so far this year and i mean i think that's a good thing the races are continuing to get better and i i I mean it seemed like there was action all over the track jimmy johnson can't say enough about him i think he's the real deal in 2020 Uh, it's three races in but he's he has looked impressive what do you what do you think dalton dalton Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Are you good? Uh, yeah, I had to agree with Timothy. Um, I thought the race was pretty good. Um, I thought it was better than last year's. So I'm sorry. I know Calvus won the race last year, but you know, I, there's a lot of races that Calvus has won that were kind of boring races, and last year's was kind of one of them. Uh, you saw an upgrade in the racing this year than you did last year, and the same thing at Las Vegas, too. And I know the answer why, and it's two words. Uh, tire fall-off. A tire fall-off is finally a thing again, and I think that's the reason why we didn't have that much good races last season, because, you know, tire weight didn't even matter. All you, all you had to get was the clean air, and now this year finally made this new tire, and now it's bringing all that back, and now you're, that way you'll be able to see good battles and more pass for lead. And I looked up a stat today, saying that they had more chances for the lead in this race than they did last year. So I, I think we figured had an answer. And uh, my favorite part of the race was, sorry, I mean, 
that's the only thing I like about this new package is that the restarts are even more intense because you got you got to get every position that you can. You got to go for it to try to get that clean air, and I think I think that makes the restarts even better. That's why I love double claw restarts as well. So, um, and also another thing, um, I understand you know a lot of fans probably complain that. I was bowling, you know, oh, it was boring because I was bowling, ran away from the day, led most laps. I mean, I was bowling wasn't touched all weekend. He had the fastest car, undoubtedly. And I, I'm going to here now, but I have to give him a lot of credit. Nobody's going to beat him. He had the fastest car. Brian Blaney was probably the only guy that could have beat him. Jimmy Johnson, I think Jimmy Johnson could have been a contender, but I think he had a top two, top three car at best, at least top five. So, um, I was I was going ran, ran away with this there and <clears throat> excuse me yeah I, I just I just think uh, I thought it was a good race this year it was a lot better than last year yeah it, I mean obviously Bowman had a great car and like I was telling Timothy yesterday anytime where anytime you're at a track where there's a big amount of tire fall off I'm a big fan of the racing because I think the car has become the car has become harder to drive and and it just you know, promotes better racing all around. I'm not really a big fan of no tire fall off and just, you know, four wide the whole time. I think it can lead to, to bad stuff like restarts we saw last weekend in Vegas. Um, moving on, though, Denny Hamlin punts Kyle Larson when it turned one in, unintentionally, running ruining Larson's day, uh, but then having a little fun at the grocery store. I, I have to say, the last two years... Was that, a, that wasn't after the race, was it? Yeah, that was after oh, the race. Oh, that was after the race? Yeah. I thought he had just done that and, and it... it... Posted. It was, uh, it was uh, uh, an ideal post to post because nah. of what happened. No, it was after the race. And I, I they went to... grocery shopping after they got out well, of the car? Well, they rented. They both rented houses in Arizona for the week to stay at, so they were at the grocery store. Oh, okay. And I'll have to say the last two years I've been a big fan of Denny Hamlin's humor. Uh, I think he's really funny, and it was funny. He tweeted last night. Someone tweeted at him and said, who paid for all the groceries? And he said, I picked up the bill $618. Oh was the grocery bill. I know you know something about that with having kids. Um, yeah. But Denny, was Denny driving above over his head yesterday to start out? I don't – I mean, I don't think so. It was – I mean, it looked like a restrictor plate type push that put him in the wall. I mean, yeah. but that's what – I mean, there was there was aggressive pushes being made and, and wild moves inside and outside. So, I mean, he was, Denny wasn't doing anything that I didn't see anybody else doing. Yeah, it was just – it was probably more so wrong place, wrong time going into turn one and over, over the bumps and everything. Uh, Dalton, did you see anything uh, malicious in that, or was that just hard racing? Well, if you think of the package is that, you know, you've got to do a lot of pushing at these tracks to try to get the position that you can. Uh, yeah, that, that one was all on Danny. I thought, well, I did think that was a little bit too early to do that, in, in my opinion, and that was way too aggressive, but Denny Hamlin, at least he has a good sense of humor. And Kyle Larson, too, he, he, he's such a good sport about everything. I mean, it, it, it seems like it takes a lot to make him mad. Like, Chicago in 2018, for example, you know, is in that battle with Kyle, uh, Kyle Bush. You know, you would think that Larson would be, you know, mad that, you know, hey, he, he hit me in the three, you know, I, I'm going to go his ass or whatever <laughs> but you know he's, he's saying you know I, I had a lot of fun it was a great race I had a great battle with Kyle and <clears throat> I, I just 
Kyle Larson just doesn't. It's like he just doesn't get mad. I, but I, do, I, I really did appreciate that video. And I, Really like the sense of humor there. Yeah, it was definitely. I don't know if role, if roles were reversed at Chicagoland a couple of years ago. If uh, if Kyle Bush would have would have kind of said the same thing, but uh, no, they would have had a big fight. Kyle would have gone down there. And... Right. So Alex Bowman wins stage one. Uh, you know, no shocker there. It was class of the field. But uh, Martin Truex, uh, the mic was hot all day for Martin. Yeah, he seemed to have problem. At one point, it was F the eleven, F the twenty, and then he was going to wreck Logano. But you know, this race. I've, kind of just going back for a minute this race just didn't feel like bowman dominated it because there was so much action we were watching on well, tv it just well, didn't feel like i mean i know he won by what five six seven seconds yeah. ten seconds whatever it was but i mean it just didn't feel it didn't feel like other dominating races that drivers have had because like all the Rady hamlin at yeah. phoenix last year because all all the racing was from third on back yeah i mean all day so um that's kind of the product of california though recently especially with this pra- package i think it suits that track really well you know i used to not really want california on the schedule and and i'm kind of changing my tone about that we'll be interested to see how michigan is this coming up here but but martin truex what do you what do you think about his comments saying f the 11 f the 20 you know i don't know i mean i didn't hear i never heard anything like that last year i mean maybe we just didn't hear it but three races into the season and he's just he was just not happy i mean it's and i, I guess obviously the weekend got off to a horrible start he is notorious for having technical issues yeah, and technical but, problems. And starting and in the back. But he did drive to the front. He did drive to the front. But, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm sure that he is – is. I'm sure that this change in Colpern leaving is is an adjustment for him. I mean, I know that it's somebody he's familiar with, but it's not Colpern. And, you know, that could, that could lead to the frustration – um, and, and we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, obviously. But, um, I mean, yeah, very, very, very vocal toward Denny and, and Eric. And, I mean, man, uh, they're going to sit t- down Tuesday morning. And um, I believe what is Truex going to what pull his pants down and uh, <laughs> going to go to kissing? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> but it, how many times – and David Land made a made a really good point of, of this on, on Twitter. He said, how many times has is, is Martin Truex said he's going to wreck the 22 but actually done it? He may have uh, he may have won the battle, but he ain't won the war. But but Joey did win the war. <laughs> he did. That's, I know, that's he did. the thing. He uh, did win the war. Dalton, what do you what do you think there with him saying F the eleven, F the twenty? Is is that a little uh, is that a little concerning for you, or do you think that was just hard racing and frustration with Truex throughout the weekend? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's just frustration. And look, look I love Martin Truex Jr. I I really like having him as a teammate at Joey's racing, and I have lots of respect for the guy. Um, I feel like it's going to need to chill out and just, you know, just, just run his race. And I know the feeling of people getting in your way at, like, flat traffic. I mean, he's, he's been – I don't know if it's just me, but I, it's, it's just like he's been doing that a lot lately ever since he won the championship back in 2017. I don't know if that's the reason why he's gotten that way, but, you know, I, I really wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean, it's – just like, you know, he's only going to get frustrated one day, he'll go for it the next. So, I mean, there's nothing to worry about. And, you know, him, they can do uh, one great show to Vigano. I mean, that, that, that's just what some drivers do. Like, they'll say, you know, oh, I'
everybody has said, I mean, I felt like there were more people saying, I want to wreck Joey Logano yesterday. I mean, it's, they say it every race. Why are we not seeing Joey Logano being wrecked? <laughs> right. I mean, right. right. I, I know as a, I know as a fellow Kyle Busch fan, I know you probably have some ill will towards Joey Logano. Uh, uh, well, I got, I got to uh, ask you guys, did you see NASCAR's tweet about Mark Drake? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. I was surprised yeah. about that, that NASCAR put that out. That was really surprising. <laughs> it, was, it was too funny not know. to. It was I golden. Know, yeah. But, um, so, so yeah, that, that's that's very that's very interesting. Uh, I, I I just think it was a combination of everything. But I have taken notice how Truex has been a lot more vocal, and people were saying he's being a, being a lot more bitchy about the traffic and people not moving over and stuff and maybe he's just taking a page out of kyle's book now that they're teammates maybe. who knows but uh so ryan blaney goes on to win stage two um everybody thought you know hey maybe this is ryan's week i've been you know, saying i mean blaney maybe, could 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 easily have three wins right now. maybe he's maybe he's gonna get the win but in the late stages of the race ryan blaney running p2 had a tire going down had to come down and pit ended up finishing p19 tough break for that group <laughs> It was it was funny because he got out of the car. I don't know what he did when he got out of the car, but but Regan Smith, you know, went up to him and said, "We saw you were frustrated when you got out of the car, Ryan." And he was like, "You didn't see any frustration from me." And that's frustration <laughs> out of him right there. So, <laughs> three three weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, Blaney's got kind of like, well, the five hundred was kind of eh, um, but last week obviously with the pit call being a sitting duck there, and then this week having a tire come apart with like what two to go. Yeah, I mean, I would not be as – I mean, I, yeah, I guess be frustrated. But, I mean, you could have three wins right now, so you're not running badly. No. Um, so, eventually, you keep running this way. You're, the, the finish is – is he still the points leader? I mean, he is. you know, so, I mean, you're, you're in good shape there. Just keep running the way you're running, and you're going to – the wins are going to come. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think about Blaney's, uh, Blaney's hot start to the season, Dalton? Blaney? Really impressing me so far. You know, I remember a lot of people kept asking, you know, you know, Ryan Blaney is not performing well. You know, he's he's going to be out of Penn State here in about a year or so, yada, yada, yada. But I'm really blessed with the part he's had. And, you know, you're honestly right. He could be 3 and 0 right now. Um, I, I, and again, I understand it's early in the season, but I could possibly see Ryan Blaney being. A championship contender, maybe. Yeah. And and I I predicted before the season started that, and everybody thought I was crazy. Um, I predicted Blaney was going to win the Daytona 500 and Blaney was going to win the championship. Nearly won the Daytona 500 and he has nearly won every race since. What do you think about that prediction of Blaney winning the championship? I mean, I can definitely see him being a championship for a contender. I can definitely see him making it there, but, you know, once you get to that final championship race in Homestead, you know, anything goes, anything can happen. I mean... Well, it's going to be Phoenix. It's going to be Phoenix this year, and, you know, he was, what, second at Phoenix uh, in the fall. Wasn't he right there on the outside? I I mean, he almost could have won that race to go into the final four. Had a shot. Well, well, yeah, you're right. I I know he's good at Phoenix, and I remember he finished in the top two, top three in uh, both races last year. Um... And, you know, one, one thing is more this format. I mean, I like the championship format, but, you know, when it comes to the championship race, you know, you could have a dominant season like Ryan Blaney's having so far. It, it, like, let's just say the continues, you know, once you get to that championship race, you're not guaranteed. But 
<laughs> if Black Lady can't somehow make it to the championship race experience this year, I, I could definitely see him being a championship, uh, championship winner. Now, a lot of people, know, a lot of my Twitter followers know how I feel about Penske racing, but, you know, of all the Penske drivers, I really like Ryan Blaney. I have a lot of respect for the guy, and if you were to go out there and win the championship, I'd, I'd be happy for him, and, I, and so far, I think he's doing it this year. Yeah, he's def he's definitely throwing his hat in the ring as someone to watch all season, at least early. Um, but I, I date back to last year. He got off to a good start last year. Not as good as a start as he has this year, but he kind of faded throughout the summer months. So I was telling Timothy the other day that he's got to show me something throughout the spring and summer um, for me to really raise my eyebrow and have to worry about the 12 team. But You they, go up to Blaney. And you, I, want, I want you to go up to Blaney, and I want you to say, show me something. That's what I want you to do. Look, you can run second. Go up to Blaney and say that. Look, you can run second, third, lead as many laps as you want, but it's not going to count unless you get the wins. So you, you got to win. Um, Tell Kyle Bush that. Uh, I believe Kyle has two hundred plus wins to show for. I don't. He he doesn't have to show me anything. Hey, we're not we're, <laughs> we're, we're not we're not racing in all those seasons. We're racing in this season. All right. Well, this season. All right. Well, his, his, what you did yesterday doesn't matter. His, his wins, his wins are coming. His wins are coming. Who do you think wins first, Blaney or Kyle this season? I'm gonna predict Kyle only gets one win this year. <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of no, here! No, no, there's no way. There's and no it's way. he's gonna get one win, and it's gonna be a rain, rain shortened race. Oh, you're crazy! <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> that that's that is a crazy. You've said a lot of crazy things uh, on this podcast, and oh, that okay. Now, 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 that's, now that's crazy. Let me tell you. You think you, people going you crazy because you think Brian Brian Blaney's gonna win championship? That right there. Bro, you gotta turn down a little bit, man. <laughs> You've said he's said a lot of crazy things on this podcast. That may be the most. Most out, of it ends up coming true. Most outland. No, it doesn't. That might be the most outlandish thing you've said. But uh, anyways, before before you make me mad, moving on. Uh, Kyle got a P two finish. So it certainly wasn't a, a P two car, but uh, Dalton and I will definitely take that, and uh, along with Rowdy Nation itself. But uh, we threw up a Twitter poll after the race, asking you if it was a good race. Um, and 83% per, of you said yes, dating back to last week, 84% of you said it was a good race. So that's um, par. Yeah. I thought it was a really good race. I, I've always been a big fan of tire fall off. Um, I thought, you know, there was enough action through the day to keep me interested the whole race, but it wasn't overwhelming to where it's like, God, these guys are just racing over their heads. Um, it seemed like a good... Well, and the restarts were good, but they were not crazy Vegas restarts. I mean, they were... They were not that wild, like that, no. that really created problems at Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Vegas. I mean, they were just enough. The restarts were just good enough. Yeah, and you saw guys gain gain a lot of positions off those, and you saw guys lose a lot of positions off those. Um, and I'm going to tell you, if we'd had a green white checkered, I don't think Alex Bowman would have won, won the race. Who knows? I mean, they fan out like what, four and five wide going into turn one. It really depends what lane you pick going into turn one, because if you take the bottom, you can really – Kind of shortcut the turn, but if you take the top, you're going to get that run off through the back straight away. Does anybody know if Bowman has gotten a tattoo yet today? No, I don't. I don't believe I've seen any any tattoo stuff going on. Um, but anyway, Dalton, Dal what did you think of the race? Do you think it was a good race? Yeah, uh, like I said, better than last year. I, I think we had more competition in this race than we did last year, uh, especially for the lead on restarts. Um, if I had to get this race. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. I'd probably go 6.5, in my opinion, um, mostly because of the lot of restarts. And, uh, Timothy, I, I'm probably going to disagree with you just a little bit. I, I think maybe the restarts 
good they're this league than they were last league by just a little bit. But, I mean, I think he had good dollars around. I mean, just like, Fox not showing them going to the commercial instead. But, uh, I, I, think, I just think with the tire fall off, it, it, it's just making a huge difference this year. And, you know, we've had three for three good races this year. And with that tire fall off coming back, I expect every race to be pretty decent in there than last year. That's that's interesting. We'll definitely have to see what it, what it's going to look like this week at Fontana with that new package. Um, but that's going to wrap up this segment, Dalton. Before uh, before we shoot to break here, do you want to you want to tell us what races you're going to go to this year, and also you can plug your social media handles for all our listeners to go follow you. All right. So you guys can find me at both triple races uh, this year. I go to both spring and night every single year. So. There's no way I won't be there. Uh, not, not even if the rain can stop it. <laughs> uh, and for those of you guys out there, you can follow me on Twitter, the best Cowboys fan on Twitter that you can follow. Uh, my Twitter handle is at uh, DaltonGood18. You can also find me on Instagram at uh, DaltonRaddyBush18. And uh, I don't know if you guys are going to Bristol this year, but I would hope that you're going. I'd like to meet you guys in person someday since I didn't really get to say how do you at Daytona. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be at the spring oh. race and uh, we're, we're going to um, try and be at the, the fall race as well. So, um, oh, really? Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll connect with you when we get down there in, a, I guess, what, three, four weeks from now is the Bristol race? So. Oh, so yeah, we'll we'll have to connect with you then and and meet up with you. It, it sucks we were we weren't able to meet you at Daytona. I was telling Timothy when we pulled up to the track Monday, man, I hope that guy's there. Uh, cause, oh right, because yeah, you were gonna get a picture with him. Yeah, because I was wearing my blue the blue hazelnut um, Kyle Busch shirt like you were wearing on uh, Sunday, but yours was yellow. So I was like, man, we gotta get a picture together. But um, so yeah, hopefully hopefully we see you at a at a Bristol race soon. What where do you sit when you go to those races? Because we've kind of we bounced around our our. Um, we went to both Bristol races last year, and I believe the first race we sat like up high going into turn one, right before they cut off the grandstands because they, you know, close the turns. And then in the fall race, we sat um, up in turn two, real high, almost at the exit. And both were really good seats. But if you had to recommend some seats to us, what would you recommend? You know, to be honest with you, there's not really a bad seat in Bristol Motor Speedway. I mean, it's kind of like going to a football game or a hockey game. There's really not a bad seat anywhere. I mean, you can see no matter where you go. And another fun fact, um, I've never had to pay for a Bristol ticket yet uh, because I know a lot of people in the uh, Bristol, Tennessee area, um, they always hook me up uh, the tickets for me and my dad every single year. I remember one year um, in 2017 when Kyle was just left for that race, um, me and my dad actually got to sit on that um, – rooftop on top of the uh, infield care center, I think that's what it is, and uh, we got to watch Kyle uh, win the cup race on that Saturday night to a big place back in 2017. Oh, nice. And I think that's nice seeing the house. Uh, the only disadvantage of sitting up there is that um, you're not going to be able to see the whole track. Um, you're, you're most likely going to have to watch the clock TV the whole time, which is what I did. Like, I watched that for quite a while, and then the stare at right at country and four, but um, not, I mean, I think they might be closing the turn seats again this year for the spring race. Uh, I hope not, but the other way is bad, so they 
every single year, so they probably might. But um, no, I mean, there's really not a bad seat anywhere. Uh, I would, but if you had to answer your question, I would probably do like front stretch or back stretch. Yeah, well, well, we'll have to. Where, where do you, where do you think we'll sit this year, Timothy? I, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> you have no idea. I don't know. You know where? Do you know where you are right now? I mean, I don't. I'm mm. not sure where we're gonna sit. Row one. Row yeah. Row one. I want row one. Oh boy. Uh, all yeah, right. Well, well that. Right, hold on a minute, guys. Hold on a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, you're good. When, when you go to the night race, uh, since all courtesy can be open, uh, sitting pretty low in the middle of the corner is actually a very good spot. You can just feel feel the wind as the car is going by. I don't, I've only sat there, I didn't say five times ever since I've been to Bristol, but um, for, for a spring race, you're going to have to sit either front stretch and back stretch, but for the night race, I mean, if you sit really low, like not not the first row, but like I'm going to say the fifth row down or maybe somewhere around the, like five to ten, I, that's really not a bad spot. If you guys want to uh, go sit there, oh, and also you can get good uh, pictures if you want to take some. We'll definitely have to look into that, but that's going to wrap up this section with Dalton. Uh, Dalton, we appreciate you being on the show. We'll definitely have to connect with you at Bristol, whether it is the spring race or night race this year. We'll definitely have to link up with you and meet up. I want to thank you for being a part of the show today, uh, providing your insight, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, man. Hey, hey guys, listen, hey, I really, really, really appreciate you guys have me on here i've never been on podcast before this is my first one and uh you really didn't have to do this but again again i, I really appreciate it i really have lots of fun talking to you guys and yeah i hope to get to see you guys in bristol uh for both races all right man sounds good we'll see you later thank you, thank you guys see ya all right so we're gonna go right into break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna go right into our Phoenix Weekend Slate. Crash. Trouble. Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. And welcome back to Fiddle Lead. Man, that was a really good segment. I was glad to have Dalton on. You know, I got to say, I think Dalton is going to give Gabe a run for his money. Uh, Six-round fight, who you got? Dalton or Gabe? Oh, don't put me, don't. Who you got? Don't don't make Gabe's me got that. the size, but uh, I'll say Oh man. Six rounds. I'll go with Dalton on stamina. Dalton. Dalton. But Gabe is like a Marine, so who knows? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oof. We may have a new number one fan battle on our hands. Gabe please let us know in your in your new post how how good your boxing skills are. We know that you're a hell of a pool player and you're a good golfer. Uh, what are your boxing skills? I don't know that he's a good golfer. Well, I mean, he plays all the time. I mean, the more you do something, he's the better you get. probably not as good of a golfer as me. I dropped that. Did I not drop the ball in the basket from 200 yards every single shot? <laughs> at top golf. At top golf. All right. Well, maybe maybe we should enlist you in for the uh, Augusta National Women's Tournament coming up. You think you make it? Weren't you supposed to buy me tickets to the Masters? Uh, I entertained the thought of getting getting you and Gabe tickets to the Masters as like a as like a team bonding um, exercise. What do you think of thoughts of that? 
You still need to go up to the Greenbrier and play. I really want to do that. That's that's definitely got. And the golf season that's coming up. Got, yeah, once it warms up, that's got to happen this year. That's yeah. the, playing at the Greenbrier is actually like a bucket list thing for me. You've never played there? No. Hmm. So interesting. Um, Maybe you can come along and, and, no. and vlog it or something. No, I'm no golfer. Nobody wants to see no golf. Dong shot. People don't even watch golf as it is. What do you think they want to see? A golf log? You can go up there as Donnie. No, that'd be super disrespectful if I dong shot. I'll mess up the green. Uh, but anyways, we're gonna jump into our Phoenix weekend slate. No idea what to expect this uh, weekend. What am I? My ex girlfriend's last name is Slate. That's weird to say. Every time I look at that, okay. I just I don't know why. All right, super irrelevant. But uh, both NASCAR Cup Series and NASCAR Xfinity Series will be on track this weekend at Phoenix. It's worth noting that Kyle Busch and Brad Kozlowski will be in the Xfinity race this year. Kyle, I believe he's racing the Twix scheme in the Xfinity Series in the 54 car. So what do you think's on Slate this weekend? On Slate this weekend? The new package is on Slate this weekend. Um, I don't know what to expect from the new package. No, I mean, me I have neither. no idea. So, you know, this is... Uh, what are there no spoilers on the car? What is what, what's the what's there's the not spo- no spoilers. There's there's smaller spoilers, and all I all I can say is that drivers are really gonna have to get up on the wheel. Yeah, so I mean it's gonna be another crazy restart type race. I mean yeah. you're gonna be able to fan out five six wide. Who knows going into that going into that turn. PJ one um, will be applied to the third and fourth group in turn one and two. Not a fan of that. Um, uh, we'll see how, that, how that plays out. I think but, they did that the last couple years. Obviously last year didn't make a difference with the. You know, the, the low downforce package, but, you know, maybe with this one, it, it'll make a difference. Uh, do you think Joe Gibbs racing will uh, once again prove to be dominant? You know, I don't, I don't, I think we're in a season where I don't think you're going to see Joe Gibbs be the dominant team. Right, but I believe at tracks. At, yeah, right. I I think at some tracks they will be, but I do not believe we are going to see a Joe Gibbs type season that we saw last year. So <laughs> when they rip off like 29 It's not going to happen. Year. I mean, Mar- I mean, do you, is this something we can agree on? It's not going to happen. Uh, no, I definitely don't expect 19 wins. Okay, so good. We agree on that. I can see like but, yeah. 12. Oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. I think that Hendrick has made so many strides. I think you've got other drivers that are now in the mix, like Blaney is is more consistent. He's up there. you got the 21 to Benedetto who could play. Spoiler. I think there are a lot – Jimmy Johnson. I think there are a well, lot Jimmy. more teams – that are going to be competing for wins and taking some of those wins away that that the Gibbs cars were getting last year. So, um, but sure, I think you're going to see. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to say. Well, I'm going to say you're going to have one Gibbs car in the top five. Uh, you may have three in the top ten, but you're going to have one in the top. I'll five. I'll go two in the top five, three in the top ten. Jones, he's usually out to lunch at Phoenix. Okay, um, so wait a minute, I'm confused. You got two in the top five, three in the top ten. That's five. Um, how many Gibbs cars are coming to the no. track? <laughs> Two of the Gibbs cars are going to finish the top five. Three of them are going to be in the top ten. So only three of the four finish in the top ten. Yeah. So Jones the oddball or is it just – Yeah, Jones is the oddball. I don't think we're going to have an 11-second win like Denny Hamlin put off. No, I mean, this could not. be a horrible package. Who knows? I doubt it. Um, but, people are hyping up. Yeah, drivers I mean, are excited yeah, for so it. So we'll see. So if the drivers um, are excited, then uh, we should be excited. Um. Yeah, so I I guess that leads us right into pick 'em. So uh, with my picks, who'd you pick last week? The twenty four. I picked Byron. Byron. So you who you got rid of Byron? Um, I picked Keselowski, and I now have a fourteen point lead. Is it fourteen? Yeah, it's fourteen points. Fourteen point lead over you. You pick first this week. I know who I'm picking. I, I picked first already. Right. I thought I picked. First I picked last first week. last week. 
who I'm picking. Who am I going to pick? I know who I, I'm picking. All right. I am going to pick De Benedetto. All right. I picked him at Daytona. Yep. He didn't really get me anything. I'm actually going to go with Ryan Blaney this week. Wow. He, uh, trying to get Max, trying to get some points. As Dalton said, uh, he's finished in the top five the last two races. He finished second in the spring last year to Kyle Busch. He finished like third or fourth in the in the fall. So I got, uh, um, I'm going to buy into Ryan Blaney this week. Hopefully he gives me some. Mike Gamble, I know you're listening. You're a big, big Blaney guy. Um, Hopefully, hopefully he gets me some points this week. And I already am going to predict that you have forgotten your genius idea about this whole game. No, I have not forgotten my genius idea. Where's it at on the notes? It's not in the notes, but I haven't <laughs> forgot it. How can I forget it? I came up with the thing. So this new segment is going to be called Where in the World featuring Jimmy Johnson. And if we accurately predict where Jimmy Johnson will finish in the race in the upcoming week, those points, like say, say I picked a driver – and he finished way higher than the driver Timothy picked. and But Timothy picked Johnson to finish 12th. And I picked Johnson to finish 22nd. And Timothy got it right and Johnson picked, Johnson finished 12th. He gets all my points for that weekend. So you can essentially right your wrong with... Um, do you still get your points and I get them too? Or do you we not flip, get points? We flip-flop points. So... So like if you if you pick a driver and your driver finishes 18th and I pick a driver and mine finishes third, but you pick Jimmy to finish 12th and he finished 12th, you'll get my points, I'll get your points, and you get the driver back that you picked. Okay, but what happens if my driver wins and I pick Jimmy's double points? Jimmy's position right. Double points. I don't get your points then. Do no, I? no, you don't get my points because you you predicted it right, but you get double points because you'll get Jimmy's points and your driver's points. Because you'll get two accurately correct in a row. Make sense? But what happens if my driver finishes second? And so you so and you'll your driver finishes twelfth. Did you pick Jimmy to get the right position? Yes. Then you'll just get your points. The the whole point of picking Jimmy is being able to right your wrong. So if you if you pick him if you pick your driver and he finishes third and you pick Jimmy and he finishes in the position you picked him to win, you'll pretty much just get a pat on the back. The point of the Jimmy exercise is to right your wrong and to potentially get double points. Okay, makes sense. No, it well, doesn't make any sense now. How does it not make sense? I thought I just got your points no matter where they finished, and you just didn't get any points, and you lost. You lost because I got the Jimmy. So I get thing no right. points, or I got your points and my points. You still get your points, but or I get Jimmy's points. Yeah, you do points. get Jimmy's points. The double, the double. Okay, points. but then what do I ever get your points for? Why would I ever get your points? If you. Oh. Okay, if I, I I do understand the concept of okay, I pick Jimmy, I get all Jimmy's points. And I get all my drivers. So points. say, so say, why would I ever get your points? Say you pick Logano one week. He finishes thirteenth. Okay. And I pick Kyle Busch. He finishes second. Okay. And you pick Jimmy to finish sixth, and okay. he finishes sixth. And I pick Jimmy to finish eleventh, and he doesn't finish eleventh, obviously. Right. Then you get my drivers' points, Kyle's, and you get Jimmy's points. So, the Jimmy Jimmy is just a way to right your wrong. So it's like a fallback bet. So I could some so so I could pick Jimmy right. But I may not get your points that week, or I may get your points that week, depending on if your driver beats my driver. The only way, so if you if you beat me in the week, and if you pick your driver and he doesn't win the race, 
but he gets he finishes like third and you pick Jimmy to finish in exact position he gets, you'll get Jimmy's points and you'll get your driver's points. So it's like a double correct. So it's like a take take all the chips. But I don't get your points. No. So I don't take all the chips. Well, you can't. You won't be able to take all my. Right, Jimmy's just a way to right your wrong. He's not a. He's not a come into factor every single week thing. Like he's not. Like right. he's he's a way to right your wrong. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna have to. Either way, you'll get double points. I'm gonna have to just uh, go with it here, and I'll let you you tell me where I ended up. Alrighty. So if that made any sense to y'all, I hope no. you guys enjoy following no. along. <laughs> we'll we'll have to construct this a little more since Timothy's uh, got to ask the most confusing question. That's not confusing. It makes, put a poll up. Put this audio out and put a poll up and see if anybody understands what that means. It makes sense in my head. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see. So we're in the world featuring Jimmy Johnson this week. Um, since you pick first, since you get the first pick this week, uh, I'll let you pick first. Where where will Jimmy finish at? Phoenix. I'm torn because I feel like I, I'm gonna say ninth. That's close to where I picked. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with eighth. Wow. So and and you picked a better dodo this week. I picked Blaney. I got a really good shot at uh, getting double points this week. So if Blaney doesn't have bad luck, <clears throat> if he doesn't have bad luck, and um, I, I think DeBenedetto is good on the short tracks. He's good on short tracks. So he is good on short tracks, um, and he has shown a little bit of speed this year. So and he's not willing. To, he's not at all afraid to go cut somebody's tire down to try to win <laughs> no definitely not so we'll definitely have to keep up with that but that's going to end this week's episode hopefully you guys enjoyed hanging out with us for one last... thing i want to ask you um, all right maybe that doesn't end the episode <laughs> what we're gonna op- we're gonna open it up for uh, media availability <laughs> for connor bond state your name affiliation to, for every question uh, timothy martin uh, for the lead all right um three races in uh where do you feel about the rookie situation so so far? Christopher Bell really has not shown bad luck. Toyotas, what 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 is it? You're obviously big on Bell. What do you think about the rookie class? Three races into the season, everything's great. Um, <laughs> can't wait for Bell to get. To- no, nah, I mean Bell. Bell has struggled. Um, you know this this week was kind of like a fluky thing. They had something go through the radiator that blew their engine up. Um, I think what sucks to me for Bell is he's not. He I wish he were in a. an actual Gibbs car. I think we're not going to be able to see the full potential until that. And, and it's only his third start in a cup series. I get that. I get that. Reddick has had starts and Reddick, you know, we've, we've gone to some tracks that have suited Reddick, Reddick more. I think Phoenix, Phoenix has been a really good track for bell. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he does. Custer really hasn't shown me anything. I don't know. Yeah. I'd say he, to me, that's a disappointment so far. If I had um, to break down Bell's, you know, in Daytona, at one point he was second with, like, one, right, of, one yeah. of the last restarts and kind of got caught up in a mess. Um, Vegas, he got set behind with failing tech and all the Gibbs cars did. So you really can't, like, you know, it, it's really hard to judge there. Um, California, not a good track for him, but he kind of had, a, like, a fluky uh, blown motor this week. So um, rookie situation, I, I think it'll – Give it, give it a few more weeks, and then we can really start to, to balance it out. Um, it's, it's just really hard to tell with with Bell's only, only his third Cup start, and they've been to three different tracks. So when, once we get to a short track, like, uh, well, Phoenix isn't really a short track; it's like a mile. But you know, once we, once we hit every type track on the circuit in a Cup car, then I can really base how Bell will be mixed with the equipment that he's in and Joe Gibbs' help. So. I'm still high on Bell. I haven't lost faith. I think in, faith John Harnemichek may still be leading the point. Uh, 
uh, seen the updated points, but he was leading after Vegas. Maybe. I don't know. Reddick ran pretty well this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. They do their points a little bit different. It's not, like, it's not like the actual points that they give for – Normal, yeah, I mean Kyle's P nineteen at the point right points right now, so I think I think I'm really gonna start paying in, paying attention to points after I'm not like sure Homestead. Why you pay attention to points, period. When Kyle's not gonna have a problem making the chase. Well, he's not gonna have a problem, but just like looking down the line from like six to sixteen. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you know. One the, here's another thing: Kyle's not gonna win the regular season championship every year. So why not prepare yourself for that? Um. A regular season championship's never got him a a cup series championship. No, I know, but I'm saying it's it's not gonna it's necessarily probably not gonna. Have You're not gonna have those points to lean back on every year. Um, I I understand that, but you know the the big prize is in November this year at least. Maybe in maybe in different months uh, after next year with the new schedule change. But we'll talk about that and a lot more in upcoming episodes. Well, I guess we'll. Are you good to end this episode now? No, because I want to say congratulations right, next to Harrison question. Burton. Oh, uh, yes. the lead alum, and he got the big win. Another moment that had me on my feet, and we're going to try to maybe, – maybe we'll have Harrison on the podcast next week. Um, Who's because, the big winner this weekend? Is it Kim Burton or Harrison? Oh, my gosh, Kim. I mean, it's Kim Cam. Kim Cam, and, you know, it brings back so many memories for me because they did that when Jeff Burton was racing early in his career. And um, – <laughs> But uh, Harrison, you know, we talked to him on the podcast, uh, and and we had a, his open that was for, uh, that we did for a while, where he, you know, he was like, I wasn't thinking about the podcast when I was trying to win the truck race, um, <laughs> but he promised he'd come back on the show after he got his first Xfinity win. It happened really early in the season. He is the real deal, and I think he is proof that it, you know. Some drivers are more suited for cars than they are trucks, and so huge con- congratulations to our buddy Harrison Burton. Can't wait to talk to you on the podcast. Yes, sir. Congratulations, Harrison. Um, I will say, uh, you know, we he they are kind of proving Darian wrong. Darian kind of crapped on the the JGR guys, and Riley Herbst finished second. Harrison obviously got the win, and well, I mean, uh, Riley's the the real deal too. Brandon Jones won the first two stages, so I mean, yeah. They they're definitely out to prove something. So we'll have to see this weekend though with those Cup guys in the race, Kyle Busch especially. So that'll be that'll be. Oh a- yeah, I think it's going to be. I mean, I think Kyle's probably going to have. No, yeah, I want to see. You know who I want to see go up against Kyle Chase Briscoe. I want to see Chase and Kyle go at it. That'll be interesting. Um, I don't know how well of a track Phoenix is for Briscoe. Well, I don't either, but um, he seems like somebody that uh, he seems like. I want to see them fight. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kyle's having fun in the sand dunes right now. They are spending a you know what ton of money on marketing. I mean, he's they got a rowdy energy Polaris in the sand dunes. And how many of those things have they sold? Apparently, a lot. They have made they have made a huge investment. Apparently, a ton. But there's a ton of money they're putting into this that they, you know, just just didn't have that hasn't come in yet. They have not made a profit off of this based on everything they've spent on uh, marketing and and merch and all that other stuff. So Bob Dare, I guess he's one of the head guys for distribution for Rowdy Energy. Tweeted today. In case you were wondering what Mondays look like for me, minus the fire, he was SpongeBob mean. As I catch up on all the Rowdy Energy orders from the weekend, but I love it. And so does Rowdy Bush. So keep them coming, Rowdy Nation. We always get them shipped out on time. And Kyle commented, said, that a boy. Play that work, 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 work song all day. Keep them keep them coming, people. <laughs> so, But uh, you know what? what is shipping free? 
I don't know. I know they I, they ship them out of KBM though. That's one of the things that that kind of is you know you go you go to the store you don't have to pay shipping. Right. They need to get it in the grocery. They need to, not not necessarily grocery stores. They need they need to get it in convenience stores. Yep. So we shall see. That's going to do it for this episode. Finally, are are you good to end it now or? You got any more questions? No, I think comments, I want to um, talk about... Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we're done. All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's edition of For the Lead. Next week, we'll come back to you with a brand new episode, Phoenix Wrap-Up Edition. Golly, I can't wait to get out of the West Coast and get on to some East Coast racing at Atlanta. You wanting to get out of the West Coast is pretty surprising. Pretty surprising, but we've been there too long. So we'll see you guys next week. Crash. Trouble. Release this uh, tomorrow at like 10 a.m. Don't park quarter city. I'm still being in bed. Well, how, how'd the podcast do? Well, Kate.